0: Allahumma Arinal al-haqqa haqqan varzukna ittiba'a wa arina al-ba'atlan varzukna Rabbi shrahli sadri wa yassir li amri bahlul uqdatan min Yafka yafqahu qawli Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bediüzzaman Said Nursi Podcast Series This is Mustafa Tuna, you can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you get your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org For a rough translation of the text we will be reflecting upon today inshallah. you can go to this website then to podcasts then to words and to the 19th word and then you can scroll down to the uh, third episode. So insha'Allah, we are continuing to, to read the 19th word. The 19th word is about the Prophet wasallam. It provides evidences, demonstrations, indicating that he is the messenger of God and shows us the blessings in him being the messenger of God. It begins by telling us that there are three universal sources or guides that teach us about our Lord one of them is the cosmos the second is the greatest sign of the cosmos or the greatest sign of creation in the creation Prophet Muhammad sallallahu prophets and messengers in general and especially Prophet Muhammad sallallahu and the Quran then we move on to think about the messengership of our prophet and our here means not muslims only our means the entire creation our prophet muhammad we read through the first three um, sections of this treatise ustad nursi called them droplets and we are now going to read the fourth droplet. Bismillah. Bak, öyle bir ziyayi hakikat neşreder ki, eğer onun o nurani daire-i hakikat-i irsadından hariç bir surette kâinata baksan, elbette kâinatın şeklini bir matemhane umumi hükmünde ve mevcudatı birbirine ecnebi, belki düşman, Ve ve bütün zevil zeval ve so we said this is not only about... Uh, ...establishing that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu ve sellem... ...is a messenger of God, but also about... ...showing the blessings in him being the messenger of God... ...and our ability to... Benefit from those blessings. That when we turn ourselves to Him, open our minds, our hearts to Him, we are blessed. We are benefiting. We are felicitous in this world and the hereafter. Shows that the message that He is promulgating, proclaiming is true is in line with reality. So Ustad says, look, he is spreading such a radiant light of truth that if you look at the cosmos in a way that remains outside the luminous truth circle of his rightful guidance, surely you see the form of the cosmos in effect like a house of mourning for all. Existent beings as alien and in fact hostile to each other. Inanimate beings as dreadful corpses. And all possessors of life as orphans crying under the blows of extinction and separation. Is that so? So he said, look, he is spreading such a radiant light of truth. So he is spreading truth, truth information that's in line with reality in this case it is information or knowledge that teach teaches us the reality of reality the quiddity the true nature of reality when we look with that light we see things as they are look he is spreading such a radiant light of truth that if you look at the cosmos in a way that remains outside the luminous truth circle of his rightful guidance i.e if you look at the universe the cosmos reality that you can witness out there without his guidance now you may ask is it only his guidance so when people before him let's say at the time of isa jesus Looked at reality, did they, did they see reality in the dark? Did they not see reality as reality is? Or the time of Moses, salam? the time of Abraham, salam? no, no, that's not what we are saying, saying here. He is proclaiming the message of monotheism, and the message of monotheism is the message that all prophets proclaimed since the beginning of humanity. however he is proclaiming it in the in its most profound most comprehensive most detailed most piercing form and the light that all prophets from adam to the time of muhammad ibn abdullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam benefited from the light that god created as the first thing among creation which illuminated reality which was the light of the prophet muhammad sallallahu wasallam. therefore all prophets all gnostics All people who realize reality as reality is, all people who saw and show reality as reality is, did so and are doing so thanks to the illumination of His light. Now, the quiddity of that light, what it actually is, its nature, that's not known to us we know from hadith we know from uh, the elaboration of Gnostics uh, people who have become experts of this matter that the first thing that God created was the light of Prophet Muhammad and here light generally means something that if you apply it makes what is not visible visible what needs to be visible in the cosmos creation this is god manifesting his beautiful majestic and perfect attributes names and attributes so if that is the reality of the reality that's out there in order to see it, that light needs to be applied on it. Without that light, all that is created to manifest God's names and attributes would become meaningless because even if you put the most precious jewels and treasures in a room, if you don't turn the light on, nobody will be able to see them. Even if you put the most beautiful and artful piece of artistry, art, in an exhibit, if you don't turn the lights on, nobody will see it. So it is the light of Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that makes everything, the true, true reality of everything, visible in this creation and it is under the guidance of that light that all prophets, all Gnostics, all saints, all truthful, veracious people before the Prophet ﷺ and after the Prophet ﷺ have delivered their message It is in his light that they have delivered their message. So, so once again, look, he is spreading such a radiant light of truth that if you look at the cosmos in a way that remains outside the luminous truth circle of his rightful guidance. Now, his light, he is merciful for all the worlds. His light covers everything, but people may choose to turn away. People may choose to close their eyes. People may choose to put some weird lens that filters light out and leaves darkness alone. If they do that, if they remain outside the luminous truth circle of his rightful guidance, surely, what do you see then? You see the form of the cosmos in effect like a house of mourning for all mourning, everything is dying, and everything that's left behind are mourning for what has left departed from here. Fall has come, leaves are falling, the dry trees, the branches, dark and bone dry, brittle. They look as if they are mourning the glory of the summer in which they could enjoy themselves in the shade and whispering of those green leaves. Well, if you know a poet were to look at this, they would probably write something that sounds more beautiful than what I just articulated. But that would be the idea. If they looked without the light of Prophet Muhammad that's what they would see all the insects that were flying around and enjoying themselves butterflies, bees buzzing from you know, flower to flower they will either die and leave you know, the, the universe mourning after them or they will see all those beautiful things let's say in the case of the bees all those beautiful uh, things the flowers the yellows and greens and blues and reds and purples and whatnot they will see all of them die and in a state of depression they will go to their hives and you know spend the whole winter sulking in there we see people die around us all the time we lose our parents usually we lose our elders the people that we relied upon trusted loved sometimes we even lose our younger ones our children our siblings our companions in life there is nobody in this life who can say I've come to the world, I've lived a long, fruitful life and not lost a single beloved person to me. No, loss, loss, tragic, tragic, heavy loss is an essential component of life. So, if you don't see the reality of what is going on here, if you think that this is the be all and all there's nothing beyond what we see here is what is and that's it there is no reality beyond what is accessible to us through our eyes ears touch smell taste etc then this is what you see people die they they disappear The objects of your love just disappear. They dissolve into the elements. You see the form of the cosmos in effect like a house of mourning for all. Existent beings as alien. Everything as alien. Right? Struggle is what defines life. Struggle is what defines existence. No. That's not the case but if you looked without that light, that is what you would see because you would see everything fending for itself and competing over limited resources. I have a yard I wanted to plant things many times and there is deer all around. I know that might be a like beautiful fanciful uh, thing for many. Uh, many who are listening to this but in where I live deer are actually like acting as like pests. So if you don't fence your yard off and try to plant anything, they won't survive. <clears throat> so we are competing over that s- space. The deer and me. I've given up, I've, I did not fence my yard off and you know I've left it to the deer. So it's not a competition anymore. I've chosen to just look and enjoy their beauty. but if you look at reality without his light that is what people have seen throughout history things trees insects animals people all fending for themselves and competing over limited resources that without knowing one another without having any familiarity uh conviviality congeniality friendship assistance all left to fend for themselves and alien to one another if you look without his light and in fact hostile to each other not only alien but also hostile because once again they are competing over limited resources so either you get it or i get it And I want it therefore I won't let you get it if you try to get it I'm going to beat you up that's it they see inanimate beings as dreadful corpses the sea the inanimate sea just a corpse no consciousness no life of its own you know things live in it but not not a life of its own and If you are on it on a dark night during a storm, it is dreadful. This notion that we are coming to be more and more aware of every day, climate, the earth or Gaia as a system. It feels dreadful. People are being depressed, becoming depressed now because they look to the the future and see a dreadful life where the sea level is rising, the temperatures are rising, there's all sorts of um, unpredictable disasters happening all the time. Climate depression has become a a fact of life. So inanimate beings as dreadful corpses, if you look without his light. And all possessors of life as orphans, crying under the blows of extinction and separation. Either I will die, or the things that I love will die. I have no no, um, source of support, no custodian, no one to fend for me no one to support me no one to come to my help no one to provide for me just an orphan left alone in the world a world full of aliens and hostile creatures and dreadful corpses that's what you see without his light Now. If that is not what you see, there are two possibilities. Or rather, let's say, if that's not what you see and you claim that you are not benefiting from his light, there are two possibilities. One, you are deluding yourself. You have taken, you know, some psychedelic mushroom and looking at the world and seeing it rosy, although it's not you're deluding yourself, you're numbing your senses, you are limiting your, your perception, right? You are not seeing, you are imagining. Or two, you have not acknowledged his prophethood messengership, you have not acknowledged that you are benefit benefiting from his light, but you actually are benefiting from his light, from whatever may have trickled through the cracks. ...into this dark space that you have put yourself in. But in the end, you are benefiting from his light. Şimdi bak. Onun neşrettiği nur ile o matemhane-i umumi sevk cezbe içinde bir zikirhaneye inkılab etti. O ecnebi düşman mevcudat birer dost ve kardeş şekline girdi. O camidat meyite isamite birer munis memur, birer musakhar, hizmetkar vaziyetini aldı. Ve o ağlayıcı ve şekva edici kimsesiz yetimler birer tesbih içinde zakir veya vazife paydosundan şakir suretine girdi. Now look. Now look with his light. With the light that he spreads, that house of mourning, the entire universe, the entire cosmos that house of mourning for all turned into a yearnful and ecstatic house of remembrance yearnful enthusiastic and ecstatic house of remembrance everything is remembering what are they remembering they are remembering their lord and they are mentioning his name they are repeating his name they are saying subhanallah ya allah ya allah ya allah ya rahman ya razzaq they are saying ya jamil ya jamil ya jamil ya wadud ya shakur ya rauf ya rahim they are remembering yearnfully yearning for him enthusiastically and in a state of ecstasy because this fills them with joy So yes, they are making noise. But the noise they are making is not the the, the wailing of mourning. It is the cheers of remembrance. You just misheard. You just misinterpreted what was going on. Nobody told you that there is no noise. There is no sound out there. There is sound out there. But what you hear when you hear that sound, what it translates into how your perception computes it that is the matter to see it as it is you need to see it in the true light if once again we were in an exhibit with beautiful artwork and this painter for some reason has a um um, inclination for green so most of the artwork is green and somebody turned on a green light only an ugly shade of green only in the entire room what would you see your perception would certainly be distorted you would miss many many essential details you would misperceive what is in there So you need the full spectrum of light. You need true light. There are many sources out there who suggest that they are are offering guidance. But they are not offering comprehensive true guidance that shows reality as reality is. When you look and see in his light, when you look with his light and see reality as reality is, you see that that sound, that noise that you are hearing is not wailings or mourning, they are the sound of yearnful and ecstatic ha- remembrance and therefore this place, this universe, this cosmos is a house of remembrance, vicar Those alien and hostile existent beings each transformed into friends and siblings. Of course they are friends and siblings, You share so much with them. You are born out of the same source. He created you. He created you and he created the spider. He created you and he created the tree. You are friends, you are siblings. They are here to, well, if you need them, to help you. Those silent and dead inanimate beings are each positioned as congenial officials and subjugated servants. They are in his command, under his command. They do what he tells them to do. And if they look intimidating, just know that they are under his command. They have no power whatsoever by themselves. And he is merciful if you can leave yourself to the soft comfortable beautiful embrace of his mercy then you'll be fine what you see to be intimidating in the sea you will just say well this is this is you know a slave of my lord and he is merciful to me he won't do anything that's going to that harms me in absolute terms even if it kills me that means that was the best thing for me at that time it was time for me to die if i lived longer i would suffer that was the time for me that was the best time for me to die even if i lived a horrible life and da- died a horrible death what that means is that if i lived longer i was going to live even More horrible life and die even more horrible death and would look forward to an even more horrible hereafter as long as I am within the embrace of his mercy and I take it I accept it I acknowledge it some may be cast out of his the, the circle of his mercy but that's what they bring on themselves I won't bring that on myself I will embrace the embrace of his mercy. Those silent and dead inanimate beings are each positioned as congenial officials and subjugated servants. And each of those crying and complaining forlorn orphans became either a performer of remembrance in a state of glorification or an offer of gratitude upon being relieved from duty. Right? They are brought to this world to do something. They each have a duty. And they they fulfill their duty with enthusiasm. Willingly and happily. And the happiness that fills their hearts as they perform their duties, reveals itself, makes itself known, shows itself, in the songs they are singing in the cheers they are making they're all happily remembering their lord who brought them here and in whose service they are fulfilling their duties and when the time comes they are departing from this world going back to their lord and that is a relief from duty and they are offering gratitude in return now For those who have, who know the risale Inur, who read it regularly and or who have listened to our earlier episodes, you may remember that we read something very similar to this in the second word, which you can think of as an expansion of this. And if therefore, if you want more of this, you can go and listen to the second word. Now, Inshallah, we will read the fifth droplet too, and then if you have time, go ahead and read Ustad Nursi's articulation of these matters in uh, his earlier work, uh, which later became a part of his uh, luminous luminous uh, mathnawi. Inshallah. So, uh, fifth droplet. Ham onur ile kainattaki harekat, teneviyat, tebeddulat, tagayyurat, manasizlktan ve abesiyetten ve tesadüf oyuncaklığından çıkıp birer mektubat-ı Rabbaniye, birer sahife-i ayat-ı tekviniye, birer merayâ-i esmâ-i ilahiyye ve âlem dahi bir kitab-ı hikmet-i samedaniye mertebesine çıktılar. No, we were talking about the light that he spread. We are continuing on that. Also, with that light, the movements, variations, replacements... And alterations in the cosmos cease being meaningless futile and playthings of coincidence they are each elevated to the rank of being letters from the Lord or Lordly letters pages of the signs of creation and mirrors of divine names while the realm is elevated to the level of a book of the wisdom of the eternally besought one a summit so with that light, movements, variations, replacements, and alterations in the cosmos. These are things that we see all the time. The change we see in the cosmos. Movements. The earth is going around the sun. The sun is rotating, revolving around itself. The, um, the seasons are changing winter is replacing fall fall is replacing summer summer is replacing spring day is replacing night night is replacing day in the morning it is warmer in the afternoon it is uh, it, in the morning it is cooler in the afternoon it is warmer there was a tree there the tree died was old just fell and died and rotted and disintegrated and from the soil where it was there appears new seedlings and new trees are growing so there's always some change some action some movement in the cosmos if you look without this light this looks meaningless yes the scientists um some scientists are believers but let's you know the the positivist scientific um world outlook of the let's say mid 19th century if you look with that the scientist looks in describes um discovers and describes all sorts of to us amazing things happening in the trunk of a tree or in a tree and around it between the tree and the soil how that water is moving through the veins of the tree and how that is carrying nutrition and how that nutrition is being used through photosynthesis to to be turned into cells and how carbon is being synthesized from the air, etc. All of this looks like marvelous. There's a lot in this. This is really loaded. But the positive scientist looks and says well this is what's happening and you know know, but there's nothing beyond that you don't have to attribute meaning to it there are people out there who will say you don't need to attribute meaning to it it's just what it is just matter and force no meaning futile but then you say like how is it happening How, how how did how is it so how does it look so perfect so measured How can there be such a balance? Just coincidence. What kind of a coincidence is that? How can that be? You know, one in, I don't know what, an unfathomable number. Almost like one one in infinite, which amounts to zero, right? But even then, does that mean that there can be another coincidence a second from now and this can all be ruined? is my life, is my existence, is the life of my beloved ones. My beloved ones, is that all in the hands of coincidence? You know, somebody just happens to not break, and an accident, and all gone? Just coincidence, no meaning? No, nothing, that's the end of it. Am I supposed to just move on when some kind of calamity strikes and I lose things that are precious for me, just move on, as if they never existed because they didn't have any meaning at all anyway. Where does this meaning that I cannot help but attribute to things come from? But without his light you won't see that you won't know what that meaning is you won't see the reality of things as the divine names you won't see that these are the acts of a merciful merciful beneficent wise knowledgeable lord you won't see them as such They are each elevated to the rank of being letters from the Lord. Now, if you look with his light, i.e. if you start to see reality as reality is, they are all elevated, each elevated to the rank of being letters from the Lord. The fish that's swimming in the sea, a letter from my Lord, I need to read it and receive the message. It's going to have a message for me. The star winking in the sky, it's a letter from my Lord. I need to look and read the letter. There's a message in it for me. And all those messages make me happier and happier, by the way. You will see them elevated to the rank of being pages of the signs of creation. They are pages on which the signs of creation are written. The leaf that is turning from green to red, it's a page. There is a letter written on it. There are signs written on it. It's coded. I need to work and crack the code and understand it, but no, I don't need to work and crack the code. It is given to me by the one who is spreading this light everywhere through the entire realm. He is the one who brought the code, cracked the code, and showed us the reality of things. And you will see them being elevated to the rank of mirrors of divine names. So what was the code? What am I supposed to see on that leaf? oh it's a mirror mirror to divine names i can see the manifestation of the divine names of my of my lord on that leaf on that tree on that fish on that on the face of that sea on the face of the firmament in that star that's winking in that fish that is moving fast in the sea in the water On the wings of that bird, on the sparkling of that dust particle as the rays of the sun come into the room through the window, everywhere, wherever I turn, I see a letter, a message sent to me. I see signs of creation. I see the names of my Lord manifest. I see my Lord manifesting himself while the realm is elevated to the level of a book of the wisdom of the eternally besought one the realm realm everything all created beings put together the realm what is it it's a book why a book because a book contains messages it is meaningful it is filled with letters that come together and become words that come together and become sentences that become together and become paragraphs that come together and become chapters and that come together and become the book all all conveying profound meanings it's a book it's meaningful what is the source of the meaning it's his wisdom it is his wisdom he wrote this all with wisdom meaning he did not leave anything futile everything serves a purpose everything works with everything else everything has a place in the whole in the beautiful whole, in the beautiful round that he created and everything depends on him for their existence for their sustenance for their ability to convey those messages on the eternally besought one a samad now we probably mentioned this before eternally besought one is a conventional translation for this word but it doesn't convey the you know, true meaning of the word what we are talking about is the one who needs nothing who is in need of nothing but everything is in need of him for everything that they need through their neediness for him everything is pointing to him therefore every chapter every paragraph every section every paragraph every sentence every every word every letter every dot in this book is pointing to him indicating him and if you look and read this book with its indicative meaning manai harfi is the, the phrase that Ustad suggests here with its other indicative meaning not with the meaning not with the uh, aspect rather that points to itself you know, a, a letter, say, a letter Ba um, is this little curve with a dot under it, the Arabic letter Ba. A curve uh, opening upward with a little dot under it. Yeah, you know, that's Ba. Okay, that's Ba. But so what? What does that mean? See the Ba in Bismillah. See it connecting everything. To God, right? With the name of God or in the name of God. The tree with the name of God. The rock with the name of God. The world with the name of God. The moon with the name of God. The star with the name of God is what it is. The tree is a tree with the name of God. The rock is a rock with the name of God. In the name of god and it is much more than a, a a compacted pack of chemicals and cells and whatever i am as a human being much more than a bag of cells with the name of god as as an indicator of my Lord. And for that indication, to be the carrier of all those meanings, I need him, the eternally besought one. Hem insanı bütün hayvanatın mağdununa düşüren hadsi, zaaf ve acsi, fakr ve ihtiyacatı ve bütün hayvanlardan daha bedbat eden vasıtayı nakli hüzün ve eylem ve gam olan aklı O nurla nurlandığı vakit, insan bütün hayvanat, bütün mahlukat üstüne çıkar. Onurlanmış nurlanmış, acz, fakr, akıl ile, niyaz ile nazenin bir sultan ve fizar ile nazdar bir halifeyi zemin olur. Also, when his unlimited weakness, impotence, poverty and neediness, which causes fall beneath the level of all animals, and his intellect, which renders him more unfortunate than animals and is a means for bringing sorrow, Pain and woe are illuminated with that light. So these are the essential qualities of the human being. Weakness, impotence, poverty, neediness. To understand this better, one can go and listen, listen to or read the first word. And also the intellect. Now the intellect may not be an essential quality of the human being, but it is Uh, I mean, it may not be a distinguishing quality of the human being, but it's an essential quality of the human being. For the human being to uh, be a full human being that's accountable, responsible, will have intellect. If he doesn't have intellect, he's not accountable anyway. So, all of these, if not connected to his light, if not illuminated with his light, can be big trouble for the human being. They are the sources of the human predicament. Their cause is fall beneath the level of all animals. Right? My weakness, my impotence, my poverty, my neediness. A sparrow left to its own means in this world. A sparrow has more potency, less weak, less poor, and less needy than I am. When the cold comes, it has feathers. When it needs food, it has a beak that allows it to just peck and take the food. I, the human being, or rather even more, it needs what to eat and what not to eat. If danger strikes, it can fly away. I, as the human being, if you put me on a deserted island by myself, and with no implements, no instruments, no clothing, no knife, no match, no compass, no nothing. Just a naked human being. I would be in a position to to survive, I would be in a much significantly more disadvantageous position than a sparrow. The sparrow could thrive there, I would die left to my own means am weak, impotent, po- uh, poor, needy. God has given me, God has given me a intellect with which I have you know, made things, tools, uh, given us the ability to live together. So he has given us a lot of advantages, right? By And he has let us see things, right? But in the, in the absence of that, even from a material point of view, we are not talking about you know, man falling beneath animals uh, in, a, in a moral sense. But even, you know, from a material point of view, I am beneath animals <clears throat> without his assistance, without his um, guidance and showing me the way. And his intellect, which renders him, the human being, more unfortunate than animals. Why? <clears throat> The animals can be troubled, can be distressed. When they are distressed, they have a an instinct that comes automatically in the picture and helps them either get out of that picture or they cannot get out of that picture. It's the, the danger is too, too big and they're overpowered. So the uh, the, the low part attacks the, the deer the deer runs away in a state of distress, is anxious and in you know, heart beating, etc, etc. Either the low part catches the deer and the, the deer is dead. It's relieved from duty in this world. Or it escapes, the lower part gets uh, tired. The deer runs for, you know, maybe another 10 minutes and then calms down and keeps, keeps grazing. That's it. I, as the human being, on the other hand, have post-traumatic stress disorder. I keep seeing nightmares and you know, maybe having hot flashes and lose the, the integrity of my mind. Um, I'm not able to function properly. The, the, um, the, let's say the cat loses its kittens. A dog comes and eats them. The cat will be distressed for a while, maybe even a few days. But you know, a month will pass and the cat will move on, continue living its life. It does not have an intellect that um, connects everything to one another and makes the past and the future a problem. The animal lives in the moment or maybe a little bit, you know, in a stretched moment. Depending on the animal, that moment can be stretched from a few seconds to a few minutes to a few days. But the human being is concerned with all the way to whatever it can fathom about the beginning of existence and all the way to whatever he can fathom about the end of time therefore therefore the intellect without seeing reality as reality is right becomes a means for bringing sorrow pain and woe so when his unlimited weakness impotence poverty and neediness which cause his fall beneath the level of all humans or all animals and his intellect which renders him more unfortunate than animals and is a means for bringing sorrow pain and woe are illuminated with that light no, all these qualities, all these faculties, when they are illuminated with the light that Prophet Muhammad وسلم, spreads, then what happens? Then the human being rises above all creatures. With those illuminated impotence, poverty, and intellect, his supplications render him a delicate sultan, and his anxious weeping renders him a pampered vicegerent of the earth. Why? Because the weaker he is, the more he is in need of the strength, the the power of his Lord. And the more he recognizes this and turns to his Lord, the more he can receive of that power. The more impotent he is, the the poorer he is, the more needy, the needier he is the more capacity he has to receive from his Lord. And all value, all glory, all dignity, all capacity come from God. Then whoever can receive more of all of those effusions will be elevated above all others with those illuminated impotence And poverty and we throw in the intellect why because it is with the intellect that we see reality as reality is we relate things to one another we measure things we compare things it is with the intellect that we become the addressee of the divine message and the divine charge to become witnesses of the manifestations of God's names and attributes of God in the realm so when we recognize the f- the purpose of all these things and we take a position accordingly and we acknowledge we acknowledge our they are receiving receptor position before our lord we acknowledge him as the eternally besought one and recognize and acknowledge ourselves as weak, impotent, poor, needy, then because our neediness is larger, because our poverty is bigger, impotence is more severe, weakness is debilitating more than all other creatures, we can receive more of his effusions. We just need to turn to receive them. If you had a bowl in your hand and it was raining outside, or if let's say if there, if you had a bowl in your hand and you, had a, you were in front of a faucet from which I don't know, milk and honey is flowing, if you turn the bowl over and held its back, you won't be able to get anything. You need to turn the bowl upside up so that you can fill it with whatever effusion is flowing from that fountain of mercy but it's in your hands the bowl is in your hands you are in a position to turn it up or down so what does it mean that you are turning the bowl up the right side up it means that you are acknowledging your position and you are consciously opening yourself to receiving those effusions what is it that you are acknowledging it is your reality to acknowledge your reality you first need to see it recognize it who is showing you the reality of your reality? The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu aleyhi ve sellem. It is his light that is enabling you to see reality as reality. Demek o nur olmazsa da, insan da hatta her şey dahi hiçe iner. Evet elbette böyle bedi bir kainatta böyle bir zat lazımdır. Yoksa kainat ve eflak olmamalıdır. In that case, without that light without the light that he spreads the cosmos the human being and all things descend to nothingness yes of course such a person is required in such a marvelous cosmos or the cosmos shall not exist nor shall the worlds and here of course this is a reference to uh, the famous um, saying which is narrated as a hadith whether it is hadith or not the meaning is accurate in which God says or God is narrated to have said, if it were not for you, if it were not for you, I would not have created the worlds. And this is an address to the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu And this is why the meaning is true. If it were not for him, all of this thing would become meaningless. All of this would become like a dark room. Perhaps full of works of art and treasures and jewelries and you know beautiful things, all sorts of precious material. But we would not be able to see anything. It is with his light that we see. Now I know that we don't have much time left, but I still want to at least read uh, Stad Nursi's rendition of these meanings in his earlier work. Uh, in translation Uh, it was written in Arabic so I will just read the translation in English inshallah this is the uh, fifth uh, fifth uh, droplet from uh, Ustad Nursi's work the title of which may be translated as droplets from the sea of the knowledge of the Prophet so there Ustad Nursi says look at this luminous person how he is dispersing the illuminating radiance of reality and the radiant light of truth so much so that he turned humanity's night into day and winter into spring it is as if the cosmos transformed and became a smiling and joyful realm after it was sulking in distress this is so because when not enlightened by his light we see the cosmos in a state of general mourning we see all existent beings in the cosmos as aliens and enemies who do not recognize one another or in fact who attack one another with hostility we see inanimate beings in the cosmos as horrifying corpses and the living beings and humankind as orphans crying under the blows of extinction and separation we see the cosmos with all its movements variations alterations and engravings become a plaything of coincidence, fast flowing into futility, forlorn without meaning. We see man with his vexing impotence, debilitating poverty and intellect that loads the sorrows of the past and the fears of the future on his head. We see that man reduced to the lowest of all animals and the one most at loss among them. Thus this is the quiddity of the cosmos as it appears to the one who does not enter the circle of his light without his light this is how it looks and now look at the cosmos with his light from the observatory of his religion and from within the circle of his sharia how will you see it indeed The realm acquired a new shape and transformed from a house of mourning for all into a mosque of remembrance and contemplation, a gathering of ecstasy and gratitude. The existent beings that were hostile and alien to one another transformed into loving friends and brothers. All lifeless and speechless inanimate beings among them, Became alive as congenial officials, subjugated to render services and articulating the signs of their Creator with the tongue of their states. And all possessors of life among them, the crying and complaining orphans, transformed into performers of remembrance, glorifying God and cheering with gratitude as they are discharged from their duties. And the movements, variations and transformations in the cosmos are altered from being futile and forlorn playthings of coincidence to letters inscribed by the lord pages of creational signs and mirrors to the divine names thus the realm progressed and became the eternally besought one's book of wisdom and look to the human being How he has advanced from being impotent, poor and abject at the bottom of animality to the peak of vicegerency owing to the strength of his weakness. The strength of his weakness, the power of his impotence, the urging of his poverty, the motivation that results from his destitution, the mightiness of his worshipful slavehood. The bright light burning in his heart and the sublimity of the faith in his intellect. Then look how the causes of his descent such as impotence, poverty and intellect became the causes of his ascent because of their illumination with the light of this luminous, luminous person Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi wa Then look at the past how that vast graveyard full of darkness became lit up with the sons of prophets and the stars of saints, then turn to the future of that black night full of darkness, how it became illuminated with the radiance of the Qur'an and the unveiling of paradisiacal orchards. Therefore, if it were not for this person, the cosmos, the human being, and everything, would surely descend to the level of non-existence without value or significance. In that case, a cosmos as marvelous and beautiful as this one requires the like of this wondrous and preeminent realizer and teacher of reality. And if he did not exist, the cosmos would not exist either, for it would have no meaning in relation to us in our sight. In that case, the one whose word is the truth and to whom dominion belongs this is a phrase from the quran the one whose word is the truth and to whom dominion belongs he has upheld truth in saying were it not for you were it not for you i would not have created the worlds لَوْلَاكَ لَوْلَاكَ لَمَا خَلَقْتُ The realm finds its meaning and fulfills its purpose only with the existence of his light. سَلَّ سُبْحَانَكَ لَا عِلْمَ لَنَا إِلَّا مَا عِلَّمْتَنَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْعَلِيمُ الْحَكِيمُ وآخر الدعاء من الحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة.